brand new see-through TV, and more coming up on this episode of The Latest in Tech News. Hey, Gadget here. You're just in time for the latest episode of the world's only 3-in-1 show on tech, gadgets, and gaming news. That's right, this is The Latest in Tech News. My name is Taylor Merrick, and uh, if you're new here, hey, uh, hit that follow or subscribe button, depending on where you're listening or watching or tuning in from. be greatly appreciated. Oh, um, I know it's been about four months since I last... uh, did an episode um, that was pre-pandemic health, corona, I don't know, it was very confusing time, everything just went right out the window. If you're watching via video on YouTube or Twitch, oops, did I let the cat out of the bag? Yes, we're back on Twitch. By Mixer, I totally forgot to announce that news, um, I had to move. Also, I had a, a son... Um, in May, um, second born, tons of stuff going on, extremely busy. My brain just went, it was gone for about that entire time. So it feels great to be back. I was actually, the video that you watched on YouTube or Facebook yesterday with me, right after I finished recording that, and then, um, part of today leading up to preparing for today, tonight's show. I actually said to myself, it feels good to be back. Why did I ever stop? Why I don't I don't know. I don't it, it's almost like it's a laughing joke. Um or something that I just do to torture myself. <sighs> but um that being said, we got a show to do. So, uh I should probably leave those thoughts for my actual personal podcast that I do under a different name get to the tech news. So today we'll be taking a look at a ridiculous see-through TV. We'll also be taking a look at, well, Shroud returning to Twitch under a new exclusive deal. Digital content on track to equal half of Earth's mass by 2245. NVIDIA announcing a GeForce event for September 1st. There's a lot of rumors flying around about that, so we'll uh, be sure to get to that. We'll also be taking a look at some interesting nanotechnology that's actually turning bricks into batteries. Not kidding you, so we'll definitely be taking a look at that. Uh, Xbox Series X is coming in November, while Halo Infinite is looking forward to more delays! Why not? Um, We're also taking a look at, uh, well, xCloud renaming itself to Xbox Cloud Gaming. Great, just great job, guys. Uh, and finally, we'll be taking a look at, well, Twitch Prime now renaming itself to Prime Gaming. So let's just rename everything while we're at it. So um, with that being said, why not hop in to the first article we got lined up? All right. So if you're watching this via Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash news gadget we are planning on streaming 9 p.m central monday to friday we're going to do the show first hang out afterwards chat about tech news so uh if you want to enjoy the live entertainment experience that uh <laughs> i could possibly bring uh to brighten your day uh do tune in live otherwise i will probably drive my wife nuts talking to myself uh, no, she'll be fine. I'll be fine. Well, I'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be, it'll be perfect. Um, 
let's get into the article. So, uh, Xiaomi is unveiling a ridiculous see-through TV. I know I probably murdered the name. Sorry, it's I've been out of the loop for a little bit. Uh, it looks like there's it's a 55-inch display that cost about $7,200. As part of its 10th anniversary celebration, Xiaomi really revealed a transparent TV, the Mi TV Lux OLED Transparent Edition. When it's turned off, the display looks like a piece of glass. When it's turned on, images appear to float in thin air, or so it, they say. And if, well pictures are any indicator um he was actually on stage uh doing a live presentation of it and uh there's a couple stock photos to her just regular spruced up photos looks actually pretty interesting the 55 inch transparent oled panel is likely based on lg's 55 inch transparent uh a display it has the same 120 hertz refresh rate 10 bit color depth and one millisecond response time it will cost about, well, 50,000 yuan, uh, but about $7,200 US. It goes on sale in China on August 16th. And unfortunately, it's unlikely that we'll be seeing this for sale outside of Asia. And unless you figure out a good way to get a good deal of somehow get that TV over here, there ain't no way we're going to see, uh, exactly how cool this is. But I, I wanted to raise everybody's hopes up because I know it's a crazy time, but man, technology is like, you know what? I don't care what's going on in the world. Let me show you something cool, something new, something fresh, something hip, something off the shelf, never seen before, innovations galore. (sighs) This is why I like looking at technology and gaming and everything else, this is why I do this show, because it, it provides an escape from what goes on in daily life and outside of politics. I make sure to keep all of that stuff outside so that we can just have a good time hanging out here talking about tech news, gadgets, and gaming. So let's move on to the next article, shall we? All right. Well, Shroud is returning to Twitch under a new exclusive deal. And uh, he wanted to let everybody know that uh, his new homecoming stream goes live tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, I had to throw this in a little bit just because Dr. Disrespect, who got banned from Twitch just out of the blue about a month ago, month and a half, around there, uh, started his live streams back up last Friday, had a stream yesterday, in which he said, and I'm basing it off of what he said, it might still be rumors, and he might have not told the entire truth, might have fibbed it, but he did say on stream that uh, you could subscribe via YouTube for four ninety five a month, and apparently, um, <laughs> he said, and I quote, YouTube makes like, um, <laughs> what was it, $4.00? And they make like 98% of every subscription. And then he gets like the 2% cut, which is like 10 cents. So he said, hopefully by the end of today, I can afford lunch for tomorrow. That's just doctor disrespect for you. But uh, (laughs) streaming's in an interesting, goofy place, is it not? So with that being said, and with Mixer being shut down, 
Um, Shroud now has to go back somewhere, and sure enough, he's coming back to Twitch. So uh, he will be returning to Twitch after a 10-month absence, not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. I guess they locked him in, uh, and he's signed an exclusivity deal with Amazon Streaming Service, meaning he can't go live on other platforms, but that shouldn't be a problem, considering it has... 7.1 7.1 million followers on Twitch ready. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he did tweet about it a little bit. Uh, Shroud was one of many high-profile streamers who jumped ship from Twitch in fall 2019, mainly to sign exclusive deals with Microsoft's rival streaming platform, Mixer. He was also along the prominent name list with Tyler Ninja Blevins. But Microsoft decided to unceremoniously shut down Mixer in July, and of course, I wasn't around for any of it. So it's been great for me because um, I actually was enjoying Mixer uh, less than a year after signing numerous multi-million dollar deals with streamers. This left Shroud Ninja and a bunch of other big names up for grabs, and it's been a waiting game to see where they all land. Uh, I know a couple people who were actually like pre-planning to move back to Twitch anyways, and they did, and they're actually doing well on Twitch. And then people um, who had like, Twitch going on on the side now made it like their primary platform. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, interesting. Um, Facebook Gaming apparently offered both Shroud and Ninja almost double the value of their Mixer contracts, although they refused early on. Um, last count, Shroud's Mixer contract was worth $10 million, while Ninja's came in at $30 million. Ninja still hasn't announced any concrete plans, but he booted up his Twitch channel in early August, and he streamed on YouTube in July. So we'll, we'll see how things um, pan out. I know um, a lot of people are kind of wondering about where streaming is and esports are going to land, depending on whatever is going on now. A days who knows um but everything being said once the dust settles a little bit more and we have time to sort out platforms i think the streamers will settle back in we'll be good to go what do you guys think i don't know let me know with a follow down below if you're watching on twitch all right so i wanted to share this interesting article by the way this is recorded as a podcast, so make sure that you subscribe by heading on over to latestintechnews.com, uh, and there you can subscribe in any kind of platform you desire to listen on, whether that's YouTube, whether that's iTunes, whether that's, I guess, a new streaming service or podcast service that's coming out courtesy of uh, Amazon, um, or, or uh, what is it? Audible? I don't know. I, it's confusing, but wherever you want to listen to the podcast, you can certainly tune in. So, um, this article comes to us from fizz.org. Digital content on track to equal half of Earth's mass by 2245. And a, we have this nice graph on, on the screen for that. Um, now, as we're using resources such as coal, oil, natural gas, copper, silicon, and aluminum to power massive computer farms and process digital information, our technological progress is redistributing Earth's matter from physical atoms to digital information. It's actually kind of interesting. The fifth state of matter, alongside 
liquid, solid, gas, and plasma. It's really interesting. Eventually, we will reach a point of full saturation, a period in our evolution in which digital bits will outnumber atoms on Earth. A world mostly computer simulated and dominated by digital bits and computer code, according to an article published in AIP Advances. It's just a matter of time. We're literally changing the planet bit by bit, and it's an inevitable crisis. And then we're going to have Avengers, and Thanos is going to come and snap us uh, all to who knows where. Um, and then the Avengers are going to come in and are going to unsnap us. No, I'm done. <laughs> you guys actually thought I was making this up. I'm not making up the article, but the Avengers part I am making up. Yeah, get a joke, guys. Sorry, it's been a while. We have to laugh at something, if not ourselves. Haha, <laughs> okay, I feel better. Um, it's actually interesting. For example, using current data storage densities, the number of bits produced per year and the size of a bit compared to the size of an atom at a rate of 50% annual growth, we're kind of getting into the numbers here, the number of bits would equal the number of atoms on Earth in approximately 150 years. It would be approximately 130 years until the power needed to sustain digital information creation would equal all of the power currently produced on planet Earth, and by 2245, half of Earth's mass would be converted to digital information mass. It's actually kind of interesting. It's... I don't know, the article is actually quite interesting, so I'll make sure to leave a link for this in the show notes for this podcast episode. Otherwise, you can always, always get all the juicy goodness of any kind of article, of any show, any episode, anytime you want, heading on over to technewsgadget.net. Moving on to our next article, NVIDIA is announcing the GE Force event for September 1st. And uh, while there are a bunch of RTX 3080 rumors abounding, um, we are expecting a likely announcement about the GE Force RTX 3000 series. So, um, interesting. Um, they had an announcement yesterday. Now the company says it has an event planned for September 1st. The graphics card maker will be broadcasting the event featuring the NVIDIA founder and CEO Jensen Huang at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on September 1st. It will be highlighting the company's latest innovations in gaming and graphics. I, I love the gen- generic boilerplate information. It's like, yes, I already know we're going to do that. Can we just get to the good stuff? It's likely that NVIDIA will unveil its GeForce RTX 3000 series of cards, including what's expected to be the RTX 3080 successor, to the RTX 2080. Rumors last week suggested the company might be planning to launch its new Ampmere graphics cards on September 9th, so those new GPUs could arrive the same month as the event. Um, they're also expecting maybe, um, yeah, in September the uh, 3000 series to show up. So um, if you're interested in watching the live stream, it will be streamed live at the company's website. And this article does have a link to it, but uh, we will see what goes on. Yippee. Okay. So I wanted to get to this article really quick. And by the way, uh, did you know that we do this show while well, it's the recording of it? On YouTube. So in case you happen to miss the live show on Twitch, and in case you don't want to listen to the podcast and audio version, you can watch the video, actually see what's going on by heading on over to youtube.com forward slash tech news gadget, or you can just head on over to technewsgadget.net 
anyways and uh watch the video get the show note links in there as well it kind of save you a bunch of time if you actually just go to technewsgadget.net i don't know why but if you want to be on youtube and you want to watch on youtube i, I just wanted to let you know heads up we got we're on youtube so uh powerhouses apparently nanotechnology turns bricks into batteries and uh, this comes to us courtesy of the guardian the humble house brick has been turned into a battery that can store electricity, raising a possibility that buildings could one day become literal powerhouses. Not making this up at all. This isn't some you dumped off the edge of the twilight zone and then bonked your head and then you woke up and you're like, woohoo, pandemic free. Whoa, bricks are powering homes? Psychedelic, dude. No, this is actually real. The new technology exploits the porous nature of fired red bricks by filling the pores with tiny nanofibers of a conducting plastic that can store a charge. The first bricks store enough electricity to power small lights, but if their capacity can be increased, they may become a low-cost alternative to the lithium-ion batteries currently used. Strictly speaking... The power bricks are supercapacitors rather than batteries. Supercapacitors store electricity as a static charge in solids rather through chemical reactions as in batteries. The advantages of supercapacitors is that they charge and discharge faster, far faster than batteries, but to date they can only hold a small fraction of the energy. So researchers around the world are working to increase the energy density of supercapacitors as well as the charging speed of batteries. Um, it's actually quite interesting. Um, the first, or yeah, the first power bricks reported in a journal, Nature Communications, is um, well, they were able to convert it. Energy density is just one percent of that of lithium-ion batteries. They are looking to increase it tenfold by adding materials such as metal oxides to store store more of a charge in the brick, which would also make the power bricks a commercial proposition, which would be interesting. Um, the hope is to eventually match the energy density of lithium-ion batteries, and if so, this technology, get this, is way cheaper than lithium-ion batteries. It would be a completely different world, and you would not hear the words lithium-ion battery again. I wouldn't have to say it. Uh, it's actually quite interesting. Uh, they do have a supplementary video that goes along with it. Um, apparently, it can be cycled 10,000 times, the power bricks can, before their capacity falls significantly. Um, it's actually quite interesting. The article goes on to explain a whole bunch more. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, and then you leave the article by saying compressing air into a liquid to store energy is another option. With a large plant now in construction near Manchester, UK, some experts are backing hydrogen, which can be produced by splitting water using renewable energy. So all this, all this cool, crazy, interesting technology is happening right at, well, right now, all over the world. And we have the information here, right at our fingertips. So I wanted to make sure to share this article with you guys. And uh, if you liked it, well, if you're watching via YouTube, be sure to give us a like. All right. Well, um, we got some good news and we got some bad news, at least when it comes to gaming. The Xbox Series X is coming in November, but Halo Infinite will be delayed to 2021. Hopefully Q1, Q2, if it's Q3 or Q4, I'm going to start flipping tables because I really want to play my Halo. I'm just kidding. I, I don't care. After the last Halo finished up, I went, ah, what are you guys doing? 
Like, okay, if you want to end it that way, that's great. There are still a couple of strings that I'd like to see played out to figure out what happens in Infinite, but do we really... Like, are we going to look at it 100 years from now and say, Halo, uh, 75... Um, Halo just keeps on going. I don't know. I'm kind of trying to think up of a cheesy title, but um, apparently failing miserably. So uh, let's read the article. The new Xbox Series X next-gen console will come out in November. Sorry, I had to mute a cough. Microsoft's gaming arm announced today, although no specific date was given. But the release of Halo Infinite, the splashy blockbuster shooter game starring Master Chief, which was planned for release alongside the Xbox Series X, was postponed until sometime in 2021. Well, now, why why, why the delay? Well, they'll tell you. To ensure the team has adequate time to deliver Halo game experience that meets our vision. Oh, great. Um, apparently, there's a lot of challenges going on, saying that it's not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday, but... I don't know. The Halo franchise is synonymous with the Xbox brand, so the success or failure of Halo Infinite could weigh heavily on fan reception of the next-gen console. Now, for those interested, an 8-minute preview of Halo Infinite, shown on July 23rd, fell below gamers' expectations for the title, with, well, as of current date, uh, 31,000 dislikes of the YouTube video, an unusually high number of dislikes, although there were 163,000 likes, so I suppose you liked it. I might have liked it on accident. But we'll see. Uh, gamers complained that the graphics appeared mundane and generic. When asked about this uh, by CNN Business on July 23rd in the group Q&A, Halo game developers kind of skipped over that question to answer others. Um, Xbox stated today that we have plenty to keep you busy until Master Chief arrives, referring to its massive games library that will be playable on the Series X, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because we just got to add another Assassin's Creed, and I swear, and Tetris Effect with multiplayer mode. So, hey, we got a bunch of stuff to look forward to. Speaking of which, Xbox Cloud Gaming, formerly X Cloud Games Pricing, and more. You need to know. I'm trying to find a camera, so sorry. Um. So Microsoft has been testing its xCloud cloud gaming platform and technology which will let you play Xbox games streamed from remote servers on your phone uh, for about a year. Um, now we're coming to the part where the free ride for testers end and it's time to pony up for the privilege via a subscription to the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And as frequently happens with many a clever project named, it wasn't actually going to be called xCloud. It's just been swept under the rug, and uh, Microsoft considers the technology an integral part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and now refers to it, get this, generically as cloud gaming. So all of that for Xbox Cloud Gaming. Well, I guess we could just keep calling it xCloud uh, until there's a better shorthand for it, so... For those interested, people who signed up for the preview can keep playing for free until September 11th, though the official launch is September 15th. In a surprise move, Microsoft opened a beta up to current Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers starting August 11th. Um, that's today. Ultimately, it will be a part of that $15 a month plan, uh, but it is currently not yet available in Australia. Microsoft says it will be available in more ways eventually. Hasn't said when, how, or how much. Um, they're kind of guessing a standalone subscription for streaming games you already own is at the top of the list. 
Now, unlike competitors like Google Stadia and NVIDIA GeForce Now, there's no free tier for Xbox's cloud gaming. You can do the uh, running first month for a dollar running trial, uh, which will likely continue in a three-month free trial available through such partners as Samsung. Um, but then they go on to describe requirements and everything. What about iOS? Can I play on my iPhone? Um, for those of you wondering, can I play it on my iPhone? Nope. They flirted with it, but that's gone. Um, now, Microsoft isn't alone here. Apple doesn't let you play Google Stadia or NVIDIA GeForce Now, Sony's PlayStation Now, or any cloud ga- gaming platforms. So, <sighs> I guess you need a Windows phone to play to Xbox. So, if it's not one thing, it's going to be another thing. So, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I want to get the cloud gaming the Xbox cloud gaming, but I need a Windows phone. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to it. Yay. Um, but you will need a controller at this point. Just don't even worry about it. Just play Xbox like normal, wait for Halo to come out and enjoy. How about that? How about that? We'll just say that. Oh my gosh. And then finally, Twitch prime is now prime gaming. It'll keep serving up those free gaming goodies, though. Um, Aside from being streamlined, the service remains identical. So, uh, it's official. Amazon has rebranded its video game focused Twitch Prime service, which will now be known as Prime Gaming going forward. The Bree brand will bring the company's video game offering into line with most of the other services included with an Amazon Prime membership, such as Prime Video, Prime Reading, and Prime Gaming, uh, Prime Music, yeah, so although the service's name and branding have been updated, Amazon has moved to assure users that Prime Gaming will continue to offer the same free goodies as Twitch Prime before it. So, no, go out of here, Matt Phillips. I don't want to hear you. Um, so, yeah, you'll still be getting the stuff. Um, and that's really about it. So, uh, I think that about wraps it up for today. And with that, Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the latest in tech news. New episodes every weekday, um, and we are live streaming on Twitch Monday to Friday at 9 p.m. Central. The latest in tech news can be found on every major podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know by clicking that like button and leaving a comment if you're watching via video. Also, double check that you are subscribed or following so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor Merrick. Remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much, keep being awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.